Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! We got concert tickets, we got sandwiches, and we got plenty of fine sports talk. Welcome, it's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Happy to be with you here on this Tuesday. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the ESPN uh, MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. As always, ton to get to today. We're always so jammed up. We spent some time giving you some results on the high school football playoffs yesterday, but not enough time. So let's break this whole thing down. We'll do that right off the top. One of the coaches for one of the favorites at the Class AA level, Grady Bennett. He'll join us here in just a quick minute. He's the head coach of Kalispell Glacier. They're the number one seed out of the West and certainly one of the state championship favorites at the AA level. We'll also have our Vertical Rays Class AA Player of the Week this week. We'll also have an update on state soccer championships. The Class A ones played out on Saturday as scheduled. The AA championships got snowed out. They almost got snowed out again today, but they got it in. Uh, we do have a final from the girls' AA championship. Bozeman, the state champions of the Class AA level for girls' soccer. They beat Hellgate. So a uh, great performance by both those teams to get there. Uh, Andrew Houghton will have more for us on uh, either recently crowned or current Uh, ongoing state championship games. Hour number two, we've had a weekly Grizz soccer segment all um, all fall long. And um, the Grizz were off last week because the the Big Sky Tournament is upcoming uh, this week. So um, 
We uh, didn't hear from Chris Chudovitsky, the head coach of the Grizz soccer team, uh, last um, week, but we'll play the interview that Andrew conducted last week, this week, leading up to uh, the Big Sky Tournament on Thursday. We'll also give you an update on the Big Sky Cross-Country Championships uh, that played out over uh, that played out in Missoula uh, this most recent weekend as well. And then we also have our Grizz Star of the Week as well. Uh, Riley Wilson will join us. He is a uh, former Hawaii transfer, but he's actually from Texas, and uh, he also happened to be the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week uh, this last week. Um, so he'll he'll be our uh, Grizz Star of the Week, whatever the Grizz. Uh, wrap up practice. Uh, that's our show outlook. We are efforting Grady Bennett, but Andrew's telling me that I need to text him right now. I know Coach Bennett is about to go right onto the practice field. So, in the effort of that, uh, Andrew, tell me uh, something. Tell me about the first round matchup for the Grizz soccer team. We're going to hear from Christian Davitsky at hour number two, uh, but they're playing at NAU. Just to, I want, actually tell me about the scenario with the conference tournament because. The previous year's champion hosts, but then next year they're moving to a neutral site, maybe, right? So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. But the Grizz, if it was under the previous format, they would be hosting next year. But then they decided to move it to a neutral site, but the neutral site is sort of in flux. So there's like just a lot of moving parts with the upcoming uh, Big Sky Conference soccer championships next year, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm not exactly sure why they had the previous year's regular season champion host in soccer instead of just having that year's regular season champion host in soccer. But yeah, that was the scenario, Coulter. Uh, this was going to be the last year of the home sites for uh, for Big Sky Soccer. So it's at Northern Arizona this year. Next year, they were going to move to... Uh, to a neutral, I think just a, a big field complex down there also in Arizona near the Phoenix area. That's been having issues, and, and Coulter, I've heard, I guess we can do breaking news, I've heard from multiple sources that actually that did fall through and that Montana's going to be hosting it next year. So that was in flux as of Monday. I saw Chris Chudovitsky yesterday, and he said that the place that had bid on it then went, like, went out of business. Went out of business, basically. yeah. And so... Uh, so they, they are going to get the chance to host it next year. That's cool. What I have heard from people in the athletics department and from in the conference is that Montana sh- will get the chance to host it next year. I'm not sure if they're going to try to do neutral site in the future. I'm not really sure like if I'm supposed to report that or whatever. But, you know, I heard it from multiple people. So uh, You're certainly supposed to report it. You're always supposed to report it. If you know it's true, so we do. We report it. <laughs> no one is now ESPN Radio. Uh, Effort and Grady Bennett, but uh, let's go through some high school football stuff here um, while we make that effort. First of all, I wanted to acknowledge this because it's certainly a huge talking point right now in Montana, just from the did-you-hear-this perspective, and it's awful uh, what has happened. On Sunday, uh, Chris Strutzeib, who's the head coach at Rocky Mountain College, uh, actually, a couple other frontier coaches, Kyle Sampson and Jerome Sowers, a couple other frontier coaches, frontier conference football coaches, that is, they um, they tweeted prayers to the, the Rocky Mountain College family, and then the Rocky Mountain College Twitter account put out that they were postponing sports um, at Rocky Mountain College until further notice. And then it came out yesterday that 
There's been a, a horrific situation that played out in Billings. Billings police on Monday arrested a second suspect. Uh, there's two. Uh, there was a drive-by shooting on uh, over the weekend in Billings, and one suspect has been arrested. They're on the hunt for another one. It resulted in the death of 18-year-old Rocky Mountain College freshman football player Chandler Stallcup. So um, this is this is awful and stunning. And I mean, I don't know when you ever do like expect. You never expect this stuff to happen. But you especially don't expect this stuff to happen in Montana. And I I don't know, that might be a naive thing to say, but this is just utterly shocking and heart-wrenching. And um, I mean, I don't have any, any thoughts or opinions about this other than that this is awful and that we certainly send our thoughts out to all the people at, at Rocky Mountain College. And this is certainly much bigger than sports. And uh, more than anything, it's a young man that, that lost his life in a completely senseless fashion. So um, it's horrible news. It's it's not news that I wanted to communicate to people, but I do think we have to acknowledge it because it's certainly a story that's being talked about uh, around the state of Montana. Uh, let's talk some high school football uh, playoff scores. We gave you some of the double-A scores yesterday. Here's the way it played out in Class B. Eureka continues their uh, strong season. They're now 9-1 after a 47-18 win over Huntley Project. They will play Jefferson High School. Jefferson was the four seed out of their division, but uh, certainly a talented team and uh, led by Dalton Noble, who's a Division One guy there. Anytime you got a D1 guy at Class B, it's going to help you. He's going to Army, going to go to West Point. Uh, Jefferson beat Glasgow 27-18, so... Uh, Jefferson will have to go to Eureka in the second round. Red Lodge beats Thompson Falls, forty-two to nothing. So uh, Red Lodge moving on, and uh, they'll host Three Forks. Three Forks beat Man- Malta, thirty-two thirteen. So that's what the uh, the top half of the bracket looks like. Florence Carlton drills Baker, sixty-two uh, nothing. So Florence as ten and zero, and they're into the the second round of the Class B playoffs. Uh, they will host the Columbus Cougars. Columbus overpowered Cutbank 54 to 6. So there'll be uh, at least one more week of football in the Bitterroot Valley uh, this upcoming week. Manhattan, no trouble with Conrad. Manhattan's 9 and 1 now after a 42 to 6 win. Uh, the Tigers will host Shepard. Shepard ousts Missoula Loyola 27 25. So Loyola's season comes uh, to an abrupt end. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, the Class A playoffs. Um, Columbia Falls beats Whitefish 42 to nothing. So they move on. They'll play at Billing Central uh, in the, uh, the the quarterfinals of the Class A playoffs. Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton's had a little bit of a down year by their standards just because they've been so freaking good the last, I, I mean, more than a handful of years now, about seven years in a row Hamilton's been been very good, and um, they they lost twice uh, on, during the second half of the regular season, and um, so they had to play the first round for the first time in a long time. But uh, they get past Big Fork thirty four twenty one, so they advance to play at Fergus County High School. That's Lewistown, the defending state champions. Laurel 
Uh, they blast Glendive 35 to seven, so they move on, and uh, they're eight and two. They've been sort of an under the radar team in Class A, but uh, Laurel's got a good football program. They've always been very strong, and so they'll play at Corvallis next uh, this upcoming weekend. So that's uh, certainly a big time opportunity for both those teams. Uh, Laurel's a perennial playoff team, and Corvallis has had uh, a banner year, one of their better years uh, in generations, honestly. So big time for them to uh, still be alive and and to have that week off. The buy into the second round certainly helps them. Haver, uh, they beat Lockwood 38-0, and uh, they got to then now go on the road to play Dillon. So that's an uh, inenviable task, but certainly uh, a good one. And then your double-A scores, we went over these yesterday, but uh, we'll get a little bit more in-depth on them. Butte High beats Billings Senior. Uh, Trey Hansen, Bo Damaris both rushed for two scores. Kyler Stenson had a touchdown run and a pick six. And Butte snaps their uh, two-game losing streak to get to seven and three. They're up 21-3 at halftime and 35-9 in the fourth quarter. So uh, the final margin of victory maybe not as indicative as how well Butte played. And uh, how fun is this? Now they get a, a second-round matchup with Bozeman High School. This is a rivalry forever. Butte was in the East for a long time. And uh, there is no, there, I guess there was no cross, there still is no crosstown rivalry in the Mining City in Butte, but there was no crosstown rivalry for Bozeman either until the last couple years. And uh, so the last game of the year always was Butte versus Bozeman. They also played for the state championship a couple times. They played in an all-time classic uh, back in 20, I guess it would have been 20, was that 2012 or 2013, when Jake Denny hit the, the, the game-winning 48-yard field goal to walk off against Will Disley's Bozeman Hawks team. That was one of the great state championship games ever, period, at Naranchi Stadium. And I don't think Jake Denny, he's uh, bought any hamburgers or had to pay for anything in Butte since, even though that was a, a full 10 years ago. And uh, then in the rematch of the rivals in 2019, Asher Croy rushed for 333 yards and three touchdowns, and, and uh, the Bozeman Hawks defeated Tommy Mallott and the Butte Bulldogs at Naranchi Stadium. So uh, certainly some history between Butte and Bozeman, certainly some rivalry flair there, and now we get to see it in the second round of the playoffs, uh, and this one will play out at Van Winkle Stadium uh, on Friday night. Hell on a high, they stayed one of the hottest teams in Class AA. They had a 21-point second quarter to break open a, a close game against Billing Skyview and instead roll to a 48-14 victory. Uh, Helena High has now won five in a row. Carter Kraft continues his fine play. Um, that's the quarterback there for, for uh, Helena High. He threw a pair of touchdown strikes, and uh, he also ran in one. And Manu Mello is one of the best skill guys in the in the state. He took a punt 55 yards to the house and uh, no trouble for Helena, 48-14 over Billing Skyview. And they'll play at Bozeman Gallatin. That's a that's a really good matchup there. I actually I think that Butte Bozeman and Helena High Bozeman Gallatin are both going to be uh, really good for sure. Uh, the other two double A results. Um, how about Missoula Sentinel? They've gone through it this year. They've certainly uh, had a, a year that's been all over the place. They've had some key injuries, including to their senior quarterback. Riley Allen, who that, that really hurts them, especially the style of offense they like to play. But they've sort of pieced it together. They've had, uh, I mean, Rudy Hess took some snaps there at quarterback, but 
but they slid Daniel Sermon in at quarterback, future Grizz tight end. And I, I can't wait to see this guy uh, play some quarterback because, I mean, Danny Sermon goes about 6'6", uh, 245. I mean, he is he's, he's a tight end that could be a future offensive tackle. He's a big boy for sure. But I actually w- was watching him. Uh, at Marty Mornoweg's quarterbacks camp, because he was out there just catching passes from all the boys. Riley Allen was there. So Danny Sermon's there supporting his teammates and just wanted to be out there with everybody. But when he would throw the ball back to the quarterbacks, I'm like, oh, that kid can throw it pretty good, too. Pretty good for a tight end, for sure. Well, now Dan Oliver uh, has been trying to piece it together and, and uh, get some stuff going. And so they put Danny Sermon in at quarterback, and uh, he leads them to a playoff victory. The story of the day was the Sentinel defense. They really stuffed Great Falls high in this one. But uh, Danny Sermon scored two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Ryan Hadel and Brady Coldenditch also scored some rushing touchdowns. And uh, Sentinel wins going away 28-7 to over Great Falls high. By the way, it's our prep extra presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank the, has been enriching the lives of Montanans. Since 1907. Uh, expecting Grady Bennett, the head coach of Kalispell Glacier, but uh, we'll check back with him. We're calling him. I know I can I can hear it, so it's all good. Uh, and if we don't get Coach Bennett today, we'll get him uh, later on in the week, maybe. We also uh, will certainly hear from Dane Oliver from Missoula Sentinel. Uh, we'll, we'll almost certainly hear from somebody down in the Bitterroot because Florence, Corvallis, and Hamilton will still be playing. We'll also be joined by Kyle Mahelish. At 5.30 on Thursday, he's the head coach of Helena Capital, and his squad is preparing for the Billings West Golden Bears. Billings West ended Missoula Big Sky's season. Malachi Clanch rushed for a pair of first-quarter touchdowns. Matt Ludwig hauled in a pair of touchdown strikes, and the Golden Bears into the uh, quarterfinals of the AA playoffs for the 10th year in a row. They'll travel to Helena next week. To take on Capitol High, the defending state champion. So, um, just for my uh, own visual purposes, I get a bracket here so we can uh, we can see it in its in all of its glory. But double A is fun, man. Uh, I think all the playoffs are fun, but I think that we got some collision courses going at Class A and Class B, and, and probably even Class C uh, eight man as well. But in in double A, I mean. Glacier Sentinel next week is is a good one. Uh, I mean, Sentinel was up 17 to 10 in the third quarter over Glacier in the season finale for both those teams, and then Glacier kind of pulled away and, and ended up winning going away. That that'll be a competitive game. Helena High Gallatin is really competitive, mostly because Gallatin's had a great year, but Helena High is playing such good football. They had a tough start. They started two and three. And they haven't lost since. And they've had some big-time wins in that span. If you got a senior quarterback, you got a chance. And Carter Kraft is a, a multi-year starter there at Helena High. He's done a great job of uh, running the offense. I know the uh, his dad is the offensive coordinator, so there's some continuity there as well. Certainly coaches kids often at uh, times have elevated acumen. Um, and Carter Kraft is such a great decision-maker as well. So much of these... Uh, Playoff games are all about mitigating uh, mistakes, and uh, so that's where we're at there. I do think Helena High is surging into that game against Bozeman Gallatin. Butte Bozeman, of course, we already broke that one down a little bit because uh, it's a rivalry game, so that's certainly going to be big time. And uh, 
Capital sort of surprised everybody. Capital was, you know, they're okay, just kind of middle of the road early, and then they really turned it on late, and they whipped Helena High at the midpoint of the season. That was actually the turning point for both these teams. Helena Capital won 35 nothing, and they've surged ever since. They got all the way to the two seed out of the West. Helena High lost that game, and they haven't lost since. They re That really turned their season around. So maybe the uh, we were kind of critical of Crosstown games being in the, the midst of of the, uh, like the like the center of the schedule instead of the end of the year. And I still have some gripes about it, but I do think that, that having it that week put uh, both Helena and Helena High on positive trajectories. And it'll be interesting to see how the matchup with Billings West plays out because West has, has been, a, a, you know, they've been a power forever. I mean, since they first broke through in the late 1990s, some of those great state championship teams, they have been in contention way more often than not. And when you have a, an institution as a head coach like Paul Claybo was, that certainly helps you. And then the, the program transition was pretty seamless under Rob Stanton. They had like one bad year, and then they were just off and running. And, you know, they won a state championship in 2018, and then they played for three more in a row and without winning one. But they've certainly been in this position in the playoffs more than just about anybody in the state of Montana. That said, they've kind of had a quiet year this year, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Helena Capital, Billings West are like two of the teams that have gotten the least hype throughout this year. But I think they're obviously two very solid teams as they sit here uh, facing each other with a berth on the final four, to the final four uh, on the line. Your Class A, Final Eight, as you mentioned, Columbia Falls is at Billings Central. Laurel is at Corvallis. Haver is at Dillon. And Hamilton is at Lewistown. I could see all four of those double-A games going either way. I think all eight teams of the double-A right now could win. I do. In A, I do think that Columbia Falls is facing some serious uphill sledding against Billings Central because Billings Central is really good. They're really physical. They run the option, which is the great mitigator, especially this time of year in Montana. So, I mean, it would take a strong effort for Columbia Falls to pull an upset. That said, they got one of the best athletes in the, in the classification in Jackson Swikert, who's uh, coming to Montana to, um, to to play for the Montana Grizzlies. And uh, he's been uh, – Cody Swikert, I always say that. Jackson Swikert's his dad. Jackson Swikert is the head coach of Columbia Falls. I've just known Coach Swikert's name forever because he's been the head coach up there for a long time. Jackson Swikert's son, Cody Swikert, is the future Grizz. But if you got a great player like that, man in the helm, it gives you an opportunity. It gives you a chance for sure. So uh, Central is going to be favored in that one big time, but Columbia Falls certainly will be in the mix. Laurel Corvallis is also interesting because Laurel, for, for so long in Class A, it was like the East ruled the world, right? All the teams from the East, Billing Central, Laurel, Miles City, Sydney, they those were the teams to beat always. And, and the West would always take their lumps. And Hamilton went through this for several different years before they finally broke through. But now the power has shifted to the West in Class A for sure. And so much of that's, well, it's shifted to the Central specifically because Lewistown has been the best team in the, in the classification for the last two years. But out West, you've seen the continued great success of Hamilton, the continued great success of Dillon, the rise of Corvallis, Frenchtown's always competitive. Uh, Haver, I guess you could kind of, I mean, they're like a, a west uh, western side of north central. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's hard. These schools are so far flung in Class A. Either way, there's been a power shift. And, and also there's just, you know, there's, there's the element here where, well, you know, 
I mean, we're sitting here in Missoula, Montana, and we talk about the teams down in the Bitterroot and the teams out west quite a bit. And uh, so there's just a lot more coverage about a lot of that stuff as well. So Laurel's sort of flown under the radar. I was actually surprised when I looked up their record that they're 8-2. and two. So Laurel-Corvallis would be a huge game because Laurel's had a lot of success, especially in recent years. Corvallis hasn't had any. But Corvallis is the one that's the team with the home game. So that that's going to be fascinating. Dylan shouldn't have any problem with Haver, but you never know with the Blue Ponies. They're always going to be tough. But, but Dylan is certainly, uh, I think, the team to beat in Class A this year. And then Lewistown-Hamilton... That's going to be a knockdown dragon. That's going to be a great game. Um, Lewistown has struggled to score the last month of the year, but they've also given up like no points. And there was one stretch where they scored, I think, one touchdown each in two weeks, and they won one of those games and lost. They won one of them, the games seven to nothing, and they lost the other one 10 to seven. So they're absolutely playing great defense there at Fergus County High School. And to Hamilton, as we know, Bryce Carver, one of the best offensive coaches in the state, he can certainly uh, light up a scoreboard, and they do a lot of creative stuff. So that should be a really good one as well. Prep Extra, presented by Farmers State Bank. I want to keep talking Class AA, so why don't we get our man in the studio, Pete Hamill, Vertical Rays. We'll give away our Class AA Vertical Rays Player of the Week for the week, and we'll also keep talking about the AA playoff picture. That's next. Don't change it now. Keep it right here. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. That is now on ESPN Radio. It's always like the fun questions of if you could be anybody, who would you want to be? First of all, I feel uh, incredibly blessed to say that the answer to that question for me most of the time is me. <laughs> Irrational confidence runs strong. A great parents, so they very much instilled that uh, in me. But I would say if I could live a, a day or a week or even a month in somebody else's shoes, Chris Stapleton would be a pretty good one. Yeah, for sure. I love Chris Stapleton. That's the steel drivers, though. That's, no, no. Like, that's pre-solo career. So, did, so this is funny. One of the fun parts about music, Pete Hamill in studio with us here on Nuanas Now, is when you find somebody before they're super famous and you're like, this person's going to be famous, but you're so happy that you know about them before they are. Yeah. Like, I was like that with Tyler Children's. Same. I saw him down at the Wilma when he was, you know, playing at the Wilma, and now he's playing at Washington Grizzly Stadium. But yeah. Stapleton, same thing. One of my buddies was like, you got to check out this band, the Steel Drivers. They're awesome. And I was like, oh, well, them or whatever, whoever that guy is singing, that guy is going to be the biggest star in the world. And 100%. Here he was, and then he's singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, nailed it. Uh, also... 
I wish we could just quit the radio show right now and just eat the rest of this pizza. I don't even know. <laughs> Peter, just, he's been bragging about this for, for months, honestly. And uh, he just brought in some homemade pizza. And I didn't have lunch. I know, surprising that I would ever skip a meal. But that is that is like, man, you can sell that. I know. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> it's really good, man. Thanks for bringing it in. For sure. Uh, Pete from Vertical Rays. Vertical Rays is an awesome online fundraising platform that can help a, a variety of different types of organizations, but a high priority on uh, sporting organizations and uh, particularly prep sports. So we've been doing all year a uh, Vertical Rays class, double A, uh, player of the week. So first of all, um, no real upsets in the first round of the double A playoffs. I guess you could kind of consider it based on seeding that Sentinel over Great Falls was a an upset. But I mean, the Spartans have been the cream of the crop. They're the best team in the West for the last five years, and and certainly and they had a better record. This just the way that the seeding all worked out. But now the uh, the quarterfinals are going to be sweet, man. I think there's four matchups that uh, could go either way on all four of the of the uh, the games on Friday. So first of all, though, take me through it. I mean, who are some of our nominees this week? And uh, now that it's playoff time, I mean, uh, kind of similar to last week, I didn't really see a standout crazy performance. I mean, you know, Malachi Clanch got Billings West on the board early with two touchdowns, and those guys were up twenty eight to three at the half and kind of rolled. Um, you know, Butte spread it out pretty good. Everybody kind of got involved, and they were up big at the start of the fourth quarter. Um, Helena High rolled. You know, Skyview Skyview stuck around early. They did. And that's what they did when I went and saw them play Sentinel 2. Yeah. And respect to Skyview for getting into the playoffs this year and, and playing teams tough early, and I think it's a depth issue. Um, For sure. Which makes me think that they're coming. For sure. Um, and, and that's going to be back... Um, where it should be. So good job, Skyview. Um, kind of keeping that close. But, man, from a player of the week standpoint, I haven't ever done this before, but I'm going to give it to the whole Sentinel defense. Because they deserve it, man. Sentinel held Great Falls to 55 yards rushing. And seven points. And Dane said that they had five three and outs in a row on offense, and the D kept them in it until they could figure it out. And... To me, really, the rushing thing. I mean, when you get to cold weather, and I mean, it's part of the reason I picked that song. That Steel Driver song is called "Can You Run?" Yeah, like you got to be able to run when you yep. get to the playoffs. You got to be able to run the ball. And Sentinel holding Great Falls to 55 yards rushing is a really great performance when the weather gets cold, and they've got to have that um, to be able to compete. So, the entire Sentinel defense is the Vertical Rays Player of the Week, and uh, boys. I'm in town, so I got a trophy for you uh, before the end of the week. Well, that's cool. A shout-out to Mike Matz, the defensive coordinator over there at Sentinel. He's done a great job. I know he's a uh, listener of the show. I would say I did, I almost said loyal listener. I know this time of year it's hard because, you know, he's at practice during this time. But uh, Coach Matz is an awesome one. He's been a guest on here a couple times. And uh, a couple factors there. First of all, the weather was frightful all across the state of Montana this last weekend. The wind was blowing at like an uh, epic level in Great Falls. I mean, it was like 45 mile per hour wind. Yeah, so, got to run the ball. You got to run the ball. And if you can't run the ball, then that's going to be a huge key to victory. So, that's, uh, you know, it's a great choice by you. And uh, the other thing here is that Sentinel has, they, Coach Batts has had a, uh, an unbelievable plan, particularly for Great Falls the last couple times they played them. They played them in the first round of the playoffs two years ago. It was the most dominant performance I've ever seen. They they allowed Great Falls high. They forced a, a three and out 
nine times in a row. Wow. Maybe it was eight times in a row because Great Falls High only ran like 19 plays or something like that. It was The statistics were astounding. They ran like 19 plays for 17 yards or something crazy. So this is the second time that Sentinels really laid it on Great Falls High in the playoffs. Yeah, they've got their number a little bit. Um, what do you think about these? Uh, so congratulations, Vertical Rays, uh, Class AA Players of the Week, the entire uh, Missoula Sentinel defense. Uh you also got to give Sentinel so much credit, man. For I mean, they've had so many injuries, and they've been just kind of ham and egging it down the stretch, and now they're playing their D1 tight end at quarterback. And I mean, it's fascinating, but this is what great coaches do. Dade Oliver's making it work, and they're in the, into the quarterfinals of the playoffs. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a credit to how he runs that program. And I think anybody that goes and watches Dane run a practice, he doesn't run high school practices. That's he right. runs college practices with high school kids, and it's awesome to watch. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a credit to how they do things over there. I mean, that's why they... Um, uh, produce so many college-ready guys, For right? sure. I mean, college recruiters go over there, they're like, oh, these guys are going to be able to make the transition to college pretty well because they're already coming from a program. Yep. Um, Sentinel plays at Kalispell Glacier. We were hoping to hear from Grady Bennett earlier uh, in the show, but uh, Coach Bennett must have got crossed up. I know they had practice. He was going to call us from the cr- practice field, and uh, I don't know, maybe the phone froze up there in Glacier. We've also been having problems with our phone, so uh, no worries. Uh, Coach Bennett will certainly be back on when he can. Uh, that's an interesting matchup, though, because Sentinel pushed Glacier. I mean, Glacier is one of the hottest teams in the state, and they definitely righted the ship after losing their first conference game to Butte. But uh, Sentinel was in the mix with Glacier last time they played, and it was only two weeks ago. You give a, a recent uh, matchup to a coach like Coach Oliver, all of a sudden, you know, evens the playing field a little bit. I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't gotten a chance to watch Glacier play in person. So uh, are they spreading it out, like going kind of going back to our run-the-ball thing? Like, are they... What's the percentage? What's the breakdown? Oh, uh, man, throwing? that's interesting. They, they threw it a, a whole ton, but that's because the weather was so nice until last right, week. Right. Now everybody's got to figure out how to yeah, run so it because it's going to be bad weather. Yeah, I mean, the weather could potentially be a factor if if that's the offense. And, you know, if the weather's bad, I'd probably give, you know, bad weather game. You throw who's you throw seating out the window. So um, we'll see kind of how that plays out. I like capital right now. See, th- this is why the – you will say that Sentinel – Good job by them getting to the, the final eight here, but Glacier is definitely a favorite there. Played sure. on their home field, yep. and they've won a bunch in a row. All three of these other games are good, are great games. You know, Capital. It's funny because we were both sort of bemoaning the fact that Helena High and Helena Capital played in Week Five. We thought that was dumb. They should just play the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. But ironically, that was the turning point in the season for both teams. Agreed. I mean, Capital beat the hell out of Helena High, but Helena High hasn't lost since, and Capital hasn't lost since either, so it's been a huge turning point for both teams. Yeah, and, you know, I think the, that the weather and, and the conditions played a factor in that game, too, and it, oh, yeah. it really revealed that um, when it gets cold and when it gets sloppy, Capital can run the ball, and, can, and they're, they're a bunch of tough kids, and if it gets muddy and they're in a phone booth, Capital is, is really tough. Um, so that's, I don't know, if I had to take a sleeper team in the playoffs, that's probably my... my pick, but, I mean, Butte going to Bozeman's interesting. Um, all the games are interesting. There's always a shift in mentality too when it gets to the playoffs because you know, when you're a high school athlete, it's harder and harder these days to have perspective on anything, but I do think that you know, you're pretty well aware, like when your time as a high school football player is winding down, regardless of if you think or know, you're going to the next level, you can feel it. When the calendar turns to November, you're like, okay, we only got a couple weeks left here. No matter no matter what it is, we got a couple weeks left. The the teams that are able to embrace that though, it's a huge advantage. But that's where I think that this whole playoff field, there's nobody really new to the party. Like in Class A this week, 
Corvallis is kind of new to the party. They got to buy, and, and they're going to host a game. But Laurel's been in the playoffs every year, so that's a, an interesting dynamic there. Whereas, like, Gallatin was the one that was new to the party last year. They wrote it. They did it well, and they made it to the, the semis. But, I mean, this this group of Helena High guys have been on deep runs. The, the Helena Capital kids have been on deep runs. West is right here every year. Butte has been so good under Ari Gray for the last 10 years. Bozeman for 15 years has been perennial. Yeah. Glacier, Sentinel. So I, I, I think that that dynamic, that's not an equalizer and or an advantage. I think it kind of exists across the board. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the same faces that you always see, which is cool to see. I mean, it is. I guess last couple weeks ago we talked about CMR um, and what a power they used to be. And it would be cool to see CMR back in here and, and relevant, but, but they'll bring it up. But yeah, for the most part, same faces, man. Time to go. Pete Hamill in studio with us, Vertical Rays Player of the Week. I got to ask you about a couple of our, our Vertical Rays Player of the Week, by the way, is the Missoula Sentinel defense all the way around. So good job by all those young men that contributed to that effort, and a great job by defensive coordinator Mike Matz over there at Sentinel. Um, I got to ask you about a couple different things. First of all, uh, I'm always talking Hawaii stuff with you. Yeah. How about the flying Hawaiian? Oh, uh, man. Um, Everybody is just all about this. First of all, I think it's hilarious and awesome the way Missoula works and the way that the Grizz work. For 30 years, the backup quarterback in Missoula has been like the guy to watch, and now they got a new one, and he just happens to have the most familiar last name in, in on the Grizz football team in Ayat. So he looked great, um, and I started. I had to check myself a little bit because I thought back to you know 2000 and 2001 when the whole crowd was in love with Brandon Neal and and wanted Brandon to be the starting quarterback. And so for sure, the, the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy in town. Um, I just really appreciated that Kaylee E was decisive with his decisions and he knew what he was doing. And if it was a flat route, he was going. And if it was a check down, he was going. But he, he seemed to know... Um, he seemed to have a good grasp of the offense for a true freshman. Um, and I also think that he's a capable passer. He looked he looked really good, and I thought it brought a dynamic to them that they really, really, really needed. Not to take anything away from Clifton, who I think is a great quarterback, but um, Kaylee, he put the ball where it needed to be, and he made quick decisions, and um, he, looked, he looked sharp, man. I'm excited about it. I, I think that people should be excited about it. It's a fun thing to be excited about, but I, I also just wonder... like. There's so many scenarios that could play out here. Uh, Th- this kid could just take the the team by storm, and maybe he's the thing that gets them over the top, and they go on a deep playoff run. Or he could split time with McDowell, and, and they're both good weapons, and that works out fine, and you go where you go. Or it could mess the whole thing up. I don't know. I've, there's just so many different ways that this could play out. I'm not here to predict or prognosticate which way it will go. On Saturday, it was sweet. For sure. I loved it. Um, the big I just said this to to my brother on our Big Sky Breakdown podcast, which, by the way, will drop soon. And I, I've heard the, you guys, a lot of you Grizz people out there were like, give me an hour long on IOT. So we did <laughs> we did 45 minutes on IOT. But um, but I think that their biggest advantages are, are twofold. One, they got to debut them against Northern Colorado, a team that they were certainly going to beat. And two, they got two of their last three regular season home games and almost certainly their first playoff game at home. Yeah, it's a huge advantage. Huge advantage. Like you don't want to take the kid. You don't want to go play the true freshman at the Kibbe Dome or at Bobcat Stadium or something like that. You know? No, but also, I mean, yes, it's Northern Colorado. Yes, it's the friendly confines of Washington Grizzly Stadium. But he looked poised. Sure, um, he commanded that team. Uh, you, you know, um, without going into too much of a love fest about it, I thought it was exactly what 
they needed. They needed somebody to come in and, and shake things up a little bit, and they needed a capable passer back there, and they needed somebody who was making quick decisions, and he was all of that. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing for you is you got to learn how to pronounce his first name. So tell me. <laughs> tell me how to do it. Okay. So when you pronounce Hawaiian words, uh, the general rule is that every vowel gets you its own, it right. own syllable, right? right? Right. So if you see I-I at the end, it's E-E and not just a long E. K-A-L-E-E. Totally. K-A-L-E-E. Totally. Yeah, Na'amoyakiola taught me this one time. Yeah. Because yeah, Na'a has every vowel in the English language in his name three times. And yeah, like, so if you just remember that rule, it makes those difficult words yeah. a whole lot easier. When I was first doing sidelines at Montana State uh, for the radio, uh, I only did it for two years, but Nah Moyakiola was there, all big sky inside linebacker, and I was like, "Bro, we gotta sit down." Yeah, and I'm, we just I like I just you just need to t- teach me how to say all these names because they had a whole bunch of Texas uh, guys from Islander backgrounds, and I, you know you got you got to learn it. But he said the same thing: you yeah. pronounce every vowel. Yeah, Kiali. Yeah, class. A- Ayat. Yeah. Uh, okay, last question for you on this: Pete Hamill, Vertical Rays in studio. Um, you spent a lot of time around high school football in Hawaii. Where he is coming from, that's like a powerhouse. This uh, is just in terms of like the talent that's there, right? Traditionally, yeah, I think that they have been down a little bit the last couple of years. So he comes from Kamehameha Kapalama on Oahu, and traditionally they're very good. Um, they haven't been, you know, haven't quite lived up to to what they had been in the past recently, but. Um, the teams right now, I think the state finals are coming up, and it's Kahuku versus Mililani. So, um, yeah, Kamehameha is not in it, but yes, it's a powerhouse, and yes, it's a big deal. And the, I mean, the talent, I guess I shouldn't say powerhouse. Like the the competition he was going against. Totally, was very, the talent very level high. in Hawaii is is the high school football talent level in Hawaii is off the charts, just ridiculous. Right. I mean, there's Across how many the how many FBS guys are there in Hawaii every year? Uh, could, a lot. I could, yeah, totally hundreds, right? Yeah. I mean, just for comparison, I walked in, like I played college football, and I walked in to do a fundraiser at Kahuku, and the coach was telling me how they lost 30 seniors and they were way down, and I looked around the room and thought, 18-year-old me is not seeing the field at (laughs) all. Like, down, what are we talking about? Right. Um, Yeah, they're great. They're really, really good. Really good. There's one of the most fascinating specials I ever watched was Bryant Gumbel's Real Sports Special on America Samoa, and... It's a, there's a similar dynamic in, in Hawaii, too, where, uh, for for whatever reason, there's a lot of reasons why, but uh, people from Polynesian backgrounds have taken to football as much as any group of people. And, I mean, America Samoa, for example, has, like, as many people as Missoula, Montana. It's like an 80,000-person island. There's, there's, like, 70 guys in the NFL from there. It would be like if there was 70 dudes from Missoula in the NFL. And beyond just the play, it extends to the fans and the parents and people that care about it. Like, yeah. you, you go to a gas station in Kahuku, right. and every cooler is papered in some Kahuku Red Raider player. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, right. there's a flag in every front yard, yeah. and it's just off the charts. Um, and kind of while we're on this... Um, your boys from Lahaina Luna are four and zero. Let's go! They're the four seed in the playoffs. They won the Maui League. Uh, they got they're hosting a playoff game on the eleventh, and I will be there live. So I'll nice. let you know how that goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Pete Hamill in studio from Vertical Rays. Um, fun, fun stuff. Good. Last last thing I'll uh, I'll say about this is I I do think that there's 
like the best football teams are families, and I think that's one of the parts about it. Like the Islander culture is so gravitated toward family, totally right. And then I remember they used to like in, in Bozeman when they had all these guys from Euless Trinity High School. Euless Trinity is right outside Dallas, and it, I, it's like the the largest Polynesian population per capita anywhere in the western or in the in the uh, south central United States. And uh, you know, I mean. Those guys would get houses. They would live with like seven or eight or nine of their teammates and just be happy as heck. They just loved it. So the family aspect and the football aspect, those things go hand in hand. A hundred percent agree. Um, and yeah, and you have you know famous football families in Hawaii that go back generations, and um, it's really cool. And, and that's an interesting point I hadn't thought of, but yeah, totally agree. Uh, vertical raise, uh, awesome way to help your organization raise money. Uh, particularly when it comes to high school sports, college sports, especially club sports at the collegiate level. So, I mean, just tell people a little bit more about your guys' organization. Sure. Uh, Vertical Raise is an online fundraising platform. I think that the best feature for people in Montana is that we allow you to kind of reach outside of the local community that you traditionally run fundraisers with. Um, have done a ton of good in Montana over the course of the last year, raised about a million and a half. The winter calendar is booking up, got some stuff with Flathead, got some new stuff with Sentinel. We're going to help the speech and debate team and, and kind of do some different stuff. But yeah, um, things are things are good, and, and it's a platform that's been really beneficial in this state for a lot of people. Appreciate you for being here, man, and uh, keep up the great work. So you're gone next week, is that right? Yeah, I'm leaving okay. on Saturday. So we'll, we'll pre-record something so you can get your your uh, weekly fix of Pete. And yeah, also, or we could go live from the islands. Yeah, either want. either way, uh, whatever works. But uh, if I don't see you before then, safe travels. Well, thanks for being here, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Noir's Out, ESPN Radio. We'll talk some state soccer. They got snowed out on Saturday, but we got some at least one state champion as of this afternoon. That's next. Keep it right here. Noir's Out, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Unfortunately, I can't do it this year. I've seen them a bunch, though. So... Here's what we're going to do. We got atmosphere tickets for you. Thursday night at the Wilma. We also got one more set of John Party tickets for you. Friday night at the Adams Center. We also have some Taglieri Deli for you. $25 gift card to Tag Tuesday. I wanted to do this right off the top. I should have started prompting you earlier. But that's okay. We still have a little more than an hour left here. On to on is now. So I want you to text us right now, 406-888, one of two things. Either send us a picture of what you're wearing for Halloween or tell us what you're wearing, what's your costume. Either way, any Halloween-oriented text or tell us what your favorite candy is or what your least favorite Halloween candy is. Anything Halloween-related, candy favorites, candy dislikes, costumes, yeah, all of it works. 406 888 1029. 
any and all texts will get you entered in to uh, win that whole variety of list of prizes. So we'll have three different winners before the uh, the end of this. You're looking at me like this is a bad idea. What, what are we just letting them pick their prizes? Is that is oh no that no the no deal? no? We are going to curate this uh, specifically. We will pick, but whoever you know. We're gonna we're gonna play it all out. I guess. Well, I'm just saying everybody loves tags. Some people might yeah, love John Party. Right, some people might right. love atmosphere. You're, you're right. You're right. Okay. So two things you got to do: send us a picture or anything Halloween oriented, and then also tell us which prize you want. So we're letting you guys pick. You want John Party tickets? Okay. Show me your cat costume and say John Party. You want atmosphere tickets? That's awesome. Show me your devil ears and tell me atmosphere. You want some tagliere? Great. Give me your favorite candy bars uh, and uh, just say tag. Communicate with us, 406-888-1029. Let's talk some uh, high school soccer. Uh, This is our Treasure State Stars, high school soccer style. All the state championships were supposed to be on Saturday. Only Class A played out that way. Double A got snowed out. And then they got rescheduled for today. So, uh, Andrew, just take us through it. First of all, what went down on Saturday in the Class A playoffs? Yeah, Saturday in Class A, uh, we got a double champion in Class A. Whitefish boys beat Billing Central one to nothing. Whitefish girls beat Columbia Falls three to one. So, Whitefish the Bulldogs, after the boys lost their dynasty to Columbia Falls last year, both teams back at the top. This is uh, the dynasty still going for the Whitefish boys. They did get their streak of four straight. That, that also included, what, like one loss in four years or something? Just I don't crazy. think they lost it all in four years. Uh, that, yeah, right. They went undefeated. That's right. They had like a tie or two in there, but they had no losses. And then they lost. They didn't win the state championship last year, but they're back at it. But I think this is 10 state championships for, for Whitefish overall. So, I mean, that that's, uh, that's significant. And uh, Whitefish girls now uh, getting into the party as well. Is there anything to that? I mean, you and I have talked about this, Andrew, sort of the the existence of dynasties at the high school level in soccer, the building of dynasties and sort of the the um, hand-in-hand that go with having viable youth programs, viable club programs, you know, just sort of the year-round um, almost necessity that you need right now in soccer to be good to great. Do you think there's some symmetry there between Whitefish boys and girls uh, winning uh, both the the Class A boys and girls championships? I just kind of wonder if the the crazy success of the boys team is something that eventually props up a girls team, right? You, you see a team bringing home a state championship every year, you start thinking, well, well, I want part of that too. And the tradition of winning, uh, the tradition, the work ethic that that takes is already set. I'm also kind of wondering if... You know, if you're a young and very good up-and-coming coach and you're looking at something, does the Whitefish girls' job become very uh, interesting just because you know that they can already yeah. build a winning soccer team there? And maybe maybe that helps as opposed to, you know, if you're a team that hasn't had a winning record in 10 years, maybe your options for coaching are limited. It also seems to be, and, and you know, it, it's just a factor in sports that we just have to acknowledge because it is a factor, but... Playing soccer, playing year-round soccer, having opportunities for young people to to develop as prevalently as maybe they want to in soccer. A lot of, I mean, having an affluent community helps. 
And, you know, just it, it just is what it is. I, I, th- I don't think that all sports take a bunch of money to be good at. And I also don't think actually soccer takes a bunch of money to be good at at the entry level or the highest level. But in between, I think there is a level there. And, uh, you know, I mean, for better or worse, my fish is a very affluent place. So I think that there's a, a, a tie there as well. No, I'd agree with that as well. And and how much of that money gets funneled into soccer when you've already seen the success? Yes, right. Success begets more success. Okay, uh, so Whitefish times two at the Class A level. Congratulations to the Bulldogs on both sides. Uh, how about at the uh, the AA level? I did see that the girls' AA championship uh, went final earlier today. Is between Bozeman and Hellgate. Funny that they delayed it for snow, and then it was played in a, you know, it wasn't a snowstorm, but there was plenty of snow in Bozeman. Yep. Yeah, I think they still had to, to get people together to clean off the fields today, to shovel and, and get those ready to play. Yeah, we're we're half away now from a double champ at the double-A level as well because the Bozeman girls beat Hellgate 2 to nothing earlier in the day, and right now the latest update that I have from over in Bozeman, Bozeman High boys up one to nothing on Billings West at halftime. So we will have a new state champion in Double A boys because Hellgate lost to Billings West one to nothing last week. So Bozeman and West play uh, playing right now, as Andrew mentioned. So uh, we'll have an update on that for you as well. It's our Treasure State Stars state soccer style. It's presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Keep those texts coming in. What are you wearing for Halloween? What's your costume? Send us a picture. Send us a text. Let us know. What do you want? Atmosphere tickets, John Party tickets, or free Tagliari Deli, or do you maybe just want to communicate with us? Either way, keep them all coming in. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We'll keep on rolling on this Halloween Tuesday. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Keep it right here ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.